Welcome back to Top Tier Sports, presented by Sports Regime, the Fantasy Sports Gaming Network, and the Unwrapped Sports Network. I am Lucas Kaser, joined with your co-host, VJ Care, Jordan Carroll. We are here today to discuss our post-NFL draft risers or fallers. Basically, um, the team, obviously, everyone had draft picks, and what players we think um, arose from that and have now have really, really good fantasy value, or vice versa, and now they don't, and we will not be drafting these guys this year. Um, we're going to hear a word from our sponsor, and then we're going to go ahead and get started. We want to tell you about an up-and-coming fantasy football company called FFBcast. FFBcast records po- custom podcasts for your fantasy league as well as live stream mock drafts all off-season long. When you sign your league up for its custom podcast at FFBcast.com, don't forget to also check out their Twitch channel. FFBcast repro- provides many options when it comes to covering your fantasy league, such as their Quick Clip- Clips episode, that offers a video option where FFBcast will live stream the recording on their Twitch channel for the masses to view, all while displaying your league's webpage so you can see and hear about what is being discussed. FFBcast is on the rise in the fantasy football industry, and the experts have agreed to do guest appearances on different fantasy podcasts. Confirmed experts such as Denny Carter, Matt Harmon, and Marcus Grant have all been featured on different podcasts. Visit FFBcast.com today for your league's very own custom podcast. Alrighty, so our first, actually we'll, we'll start with risers. So our first riser of the 2019 season that stood out to us was Kenyon Drake. Um, not really, I, before this, before the draft, I think I was kind of high on him, and then now I think even more I am. And we've had a couple startup drafts um, take place. We're in, we've, done, we've done two so far as a, uh, a team, and I think I have Drake in both of them. Yeah, I think I do. Um, yeah. But, I mean, he has really good value for where he's being drafted at. So um, we just have written down that as of right now, as of today, on the fantasy football calculator, he's an ADP of running back 27, I think roughly round 7 or 8, I believe. Um, and to me, that's just screaming value um, when I look at it. Um, as he finished in running back 14 last year in full point PPR, uh, and all the running back ADPs, or all the ADPs in general that we are talking about are full point PPR, um, he finishes running back 14 with a 61% snap share, and the team with 25th in run plays. Um, so obviously, uh, my sleeper video, like a long, long time, like January, uh, he was one of them. No more Frank Gore. I think he's in line for a big year, um, especially if you can get him at running back 27 ADP. And last year, he sp- basically was irrelevant, and he still finished with running back 14. Um, I kind of – where do you have him in your rankings, Jake here? Or if you remember right? Uh, I had him pretty low at 30. Or no, I had him, I had him at like – Top twenty fifteen because um, obviously Frank Gore's not there. I like the coach too, Brian Forrest, come from the Patriots, obviously, where um, they have Rosen now, and that's where I feel like we they have to help Rosen out, and so that's where Kenyon Drake's gonna obviously run the ball. I'm gonna I think they're gonna have a bunch more run plays than what they did the previous years because to help Rosen out you gotta run the ball and I feel like play action is more of his comfort if they want to have a successful year. So Kenyon Drake's gonna be getting a lot of reps. Yeah, I think with Flores obviously you said as a new coach, no experience of being a head coach. I don't think he's gonna try and because I mean like you'd think oh he'd want to run like a Patriots type offense, but I don't think he has the weapons to experience experiment with four different running backs. Like they have Kenyon Drake and Belage. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't, they didn't draft another running back, or they drafted Gaskin at the very end. But they yeah. didn't, they didn't spend capital, which is a big thing in the draft on a running back. So I mean, it kind of opens up. Like people have been saying, Belage is going to take over, but 
He didn't show anything last year. Like, Kenyon Drake, I mean, when he was on the field, he put up points. I mean, obviously, he finished his running back 14 with only on the field 61% snap share. The team was awful. Like, it's just, I think people are just pushing him aside just because they let him down. It kind of reminds me of the whole David Johnson scenario. It's kind of where I'm thinking of it because, I mean, obviously David Johnson's going to be going in the top two rounds, but Johnson had an awful year and finished his running back nine and full point. Like, it just kind of is one of those things that you have to actually, like, look at it, look at the numbers, what he kind of dealt with last year, and then go from there um, when you're deciding on if you want to draft him. Another running back kind of on the same tier, Lamar Miller of the Houston Texans. Uh, also, huge draft stock riser or fantasy stock riser post the draft. Um, he has Dante Foreman on his back the last three years, it seems like. Everyone's saying that, oh, Dante Foreman's going to come back and take his role, that Foreman can never stay healthy. He never has had one healthy, it feels like, even chunk of a season um, in his career for them. But Lamar Miller, um, running back 31, ADP today. Uh, on the 17th of May. In the last three seasons, he actually, surprisingly to me, when I'm looking at it, finished as running back 23 last year, running back 16 the year before, and then running back 20, which actually kind of shocked me. Um, I, I mean, I think when it comes to Lamar Miller, you're just kind of, you're sitting there in your draft, and you just like, ugh. Like, you don't, you don't yeah. want to take him, but, like, you feel like you kind of have to. Um, because as a running back 31, you're basically saying that He's, like, the last starting running back available, I guess, like, in terms of 32 NFL teams. But he's, like, a workhorse at running back 31. Like, you can't pass up on that value. Um, in terms of our rankings, uh, we still have to, like, update these or whatever. So, they're still in the works. But I had him as my – I think I have him exactly at running back 20 um, for this season. And that's just due to the fact that there's so much more talent above him. Yeah. And then you had him at 30-ish, I think you yep, said. I had him at 30. Um not that I don't think he's a good running back. It's just that he's a traditional run-the-ball running back, can catch the ball out of the backfield on, like, flare routes or check downs. Yeah, he, he doesn't really provide that big play, like, upside or... No. Like, he's he's not going to drop 30 points in a week in fantasy. I think that's why he gets pushed aside. But I feel like if you draft... Like, if you draft, like, someone... High running backs up there like Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, that you can wait on a running back yeah. and get someone like Miller and still be fine as a running back too. Yeah, like I there's think, no downside. Like, I think you look at Kenyon Drake and Lamar Miller, and those are the two you target. I think as your workhorse RB twos with potential RB one upside in every week, because like you said, you can take, I don't know, say you get the third pick and you get McCaffrey, you could double up on receiver, receiver on the back stretch, and then that fourth round take one of these guys. And I've been seeing Lamar Miller fall to the fifth round sometimes even the sixth round a lot of drafts on redraft not dynasty because dynasty he might fall down a bit i'm pretty sure he's 28 which is kind of that peak of a running back's career kind of feels like but i mean his worst finish in the last three years or the last in his whole texans career is running back 23 and that offense is only getting better so they drafted they drafted a line watson's improving hawkins is a stud the receivers are finally figuring out like that team is one of the, I'd say a probably top five in terms of like high powered scoring offense. Um, so they'll look look for him in I'd say probably like round four. Um, running back two for sure. Yeah. Even if if you're going if you're going on a running back strategy the first three rounds, he could be your running back one to get you twelve a week or an eleven a week just to solidify some points on your starting roster. The next two we have are. Probably the most talked about running backs, I'd say, uh, this offseason, uh, Marlon Mack and Damian Williams. We'll start with Marlon Mack. 
as of right now, running back 15 ADP on the fantasy football calculator. Um, the dude is, I don't want to say he's going to, like, it's, it's kind of one of those things where, like, in a lot of dynasty, we have a lot of, all the, a lot of dynasty leagues are happening right now, startup leagues, and he's getting valued very, very high, just due to the fact that they didn't draft anyone, obviously, that's why we're doing this episode. They have nine Hines, they signed Spencer Ware, Wilk, and then they have Jordan Wilkins from last year, too. There really is no one that concerns me in terms of who's going to take his work, his uh, workload. And I think that's kind of where everyone's at. Because, um, I mean, the Colts have a pro- probably one of the best offenses in the league. If not top three, I'd say, behind Saints and Chiefs or with Saints and Chiefs. Um, but if Marlon Mack can carve out the role he carved out when he came back healthy last year for the final 12 weeks of the fantasy season, he's in line to be, I think I have him at running back 12, I want to say. Do you know where you have him at? I think running back 17. Yeah, it's... Yeah. it's it's one of those ones where you can kind of you can buy into the hype and have him top ten, or you can just kind of eh. You have a seventeen. Yeah, I think it's one of those ones where I think you just need to see, you just need to wait and see how OTAs and uh, training camp and all that stuff go. Yeah. Because I mean, if if he is the guy, take it. I mean, the thing that scares me, I think, is Naeem Hines is still going to have that pass pass catching role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think you're going to kind of rely on Mac to score touchdowns a lot. And they have, I mean, like, I was telling him, because he took T.Y. in a startup uh, yesterday. Like, they have T.Y. Campbell, Ebron, Doyle, Marlon Mack, Nine Hines, um, Rogers. I mean, like, I, I, I can just think of so many players that I don't want to rely on Mack's touchdown ability. But I still think he will be in a, a lock for a top 20 fantasy running back just due to the fact that the Colts are so high-powered in their offense. Um, what do you, What do you think in terms of, Max outlook for the season. Um, I feel like he'll be doing pretty good. Uh, obviously, I feel like Hines will take um take some reps for away from him because of his pass catching ability yeah. and his big uh playability that he obviously showed last year. Um, Mac is gonna be a guy who can make runs. Hopefully, he has some big plays because that's what the uh, Colts were kind of on more passing than running big plays, and so that's where I feel like. With them helping out their O-line, it's going to help Mac out more, and that's where Mac's going to get his production, I believe, is inside the tackles. Yeah, I think, and with that, a good of an O-line, like all the all the aspects of a good fan, or that you want with a running back in fantasy are lined up for him. I just don't know if, if he is that guy. Like, I don't I don't know if he is a running back, too. I mean, he's, a, like, it's kind of hard to, like, I don't think, because if you think of running back 15, that's right around the lines of, like, Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook, um, Damian Williams, the next guy we'll talk about. I'm trying to think other how to like it's just his profile doesn't really fit where he is right now. I think so. I think we'll just need to wait and see. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be drafting him as much as I want to in my head. I think, but I think he's in line for a good year if he can contain the full workload that is ahead of him. And then kind of along the same lines, uh, Damian Williams. Stepped in the role last year after the whole Kareem Hunt uh, situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, played really, 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 really well. Um, yes. Like very well. I, I was struggling to find his playoff numbers, but uh, if I remember right, he was getting like two, three touchdowns a game. Like it was insane. Yeah. Uh, the dude never really got a chance until the Chiefs just kind of signed him as a backup role. Then Hunt went down. I think Ware went down. Then he finally got his role, um, and he's running back thirteen. ADP is today. 
which may seem high, but I have him at running back nine. I don't know where you have him. Um, yeah, I think I had him running back thirteen. Yeah, like, but the thing is, like, I want to move him up so much more. I, I just obviously I pull up the Chiefs running backs. Uh, Chiefs obviously stick with one workhorse back. They've shown that forever mm-hmm. or Andy yeah. Reid at least. So running back four was Kareem Hunt in twenty seventeen. Uh, that was his breakout year uh, when he was a third or fourth round draft pick. Yep. And they didn't change pace. Like, they literally, the first game of the year, they gave him the ball, and they didn't change that the rest of the year. Uh, year before that, uh, Ware was running back 17 in 2016. Obviously, they didn't have Mahomes. They didn't really have, uh, I don't know if Tyreek was in the league then. I think Maybe he was. I think that rookie year. Yeah. yeah, they had Alex Smith. So it's not like their offense was, like, top-notch. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't like, what it is now. But running back 17 is still good. Like it's, a, it's a running back, too. Yeah. And he's the workhorse. And then last year, Cream Hunt probably was on track to finish in the top eight, I would say. Yeah. And the whole uh, incident, obviously. But Damien Williams, if they don't shy away from what they've done in the past, is in line for a huge year. And every part of me wants to put him up there with Melvin Gordon and like David Johnson. But I think I'm just going to keep him back with uh, Gurley as of now. But really, the only... Like, Carlos Hyde really is the only competition... There's been rumors that Shady might be getting traded there, but I don't. I just think Damian Williams is the guy they're going to ride. Obviously, they showed that in the playoffs um, when they rode it to another primetime game loss. But yeah, what do you think for Damian Williams for this coming year? Um, he showed that he can make plays in the playoff. Was definitely a a big time go to guy. I feel like, especially in the AFC Championship game. Uh, Tyreek Hill didn't very help out that much, but when it came to Williams, he gave the Patriots problems, as always. Um, but with Williams, I kind of compare him a little bit to James White, because obviously a great pass catcher, can run the ball very well, and he's uh, pretty fast out of the backfield. So he makes big plays, and um, it's just the way he makes people miss, too. Yeah, I think him and Mac, that's why I kind of paired him together. Like, you're either... You're drafting them with pretty solid draft capital, like round three, maybe even round two, uh, for to see how high Damian Williams or even those guys both go. And if you really miss on your second round pick in most fa- in your fantasy draft, like you're in a redraft, your chances kind of go down the drain. Not like as much, but they fall pretty heavily, um, as we've seen that with like Le'Veon Bell. Like most teams that did not that had Le'Veon Bell and did not pick up James Conner, yeah, randomly or got him whatever. Like they fell down pretty hard. So I think. Uh, like what I was saying, like the tools are there. The, everything you need around him is there. I just don't know if Marlon Mack and Damian Williams can do what they are projected to do, but I'm excited to see if they can because I have them both ranked pretty high, higher than both their ADPs. Um, the next, or I guess we'll go into our, we'll skip one right here. So we're going to go into Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Carson Wentz. Um, I didn't pull up their ADPs or anything because quarterback ADPs, it just kind of depends all on strategy and like super flex and whatnot. But both these guys, obviously, their offenses got loaded after the draft um, or free agency. So Garoppolo, obviously coming back after his injury, has now three very, very good running backs. What I was telling Jordan, uh, Matt Breida, McKinnon, Tevin Coleman, has George Kittle now after his breakout year, has Jalen Hurd, Debo Samuel, Dante Pettis, um, Marquise Goodwin if he plays. Like Everything is there for him. And I think he obviously showed he's really he ran that offense well. What two years ago when he got traded, mm-hmm, yeah, and they went six and zero to end the year. Yeah. Um. So I think he's in line for a big year. I think I I wanted to say I have him around QB 
12-ish, maybe 13-ish. But that's always sub subject to change, like always. Um, what is up to see you? Because we're going to get them all on our website. I'm just still sorting through all the numbers and whatnot. Um, where do you have Garoppolo as of right now? I have him at 19 right now because, yeah, he did have he did have that 6-0 run late in one season. But when he started this new season where he did get injured, he didn't look the same as he did there. Kind of struggled a little bit making some throws. Um, but he um, he definitely could be a guy now that he has more faith in Kittle than what he probably did there coming back. Yeah. And then he obviously has young receivers, obviously in Debo. Um, good Jim wins, good. Yeah. yeah, her. Pettis. Pettis, definitely. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I think and then for Wentz, too, it's kind of the same thing. They added just a ton of weapons. Um, Howard, Myers, Miles Sanders, yeah. Arcega Whiteside. They still have Jeffrey, Ertz, Goddard. They have... There's no question about the weapons they have. I think that's like you can't you can't just pull up like I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good quarterback like the Stafford situation last year. Like you can't be like, oh, it's the team's fault. He had no one to throw to because he has no. plenty of guys to throw to. Um, but obviously, both these guys got hurt on season-ending injuries. Wentz was, Wentz was later in the season than Jimmy G's was, obviously. Yeah. But it's hard to come back from ACLs, um, obviously. And it's kind of their dynasty stock. I think is very very high as they'll just develop a lot of, like, I mean, they're going to develop right along the young talent they have with them. Yep. Redraft, I think they're both about, I don't know, I want to say like 13 to 17 range. It, they're made, they're, I think these two are making it hard to rank. These two and then the two, Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen that can run yeah. the ball, they're making it hard for me to make these rankings because I, I just, with Jimmy G, I, I see Patrick Mahomes in comparisons, which, I mean, you might be like, oh, no way. All the weapons are there. Shanahan's the coach. Like, why wouldn't he have that shot at doing that? Yeah. And then Wentz, it's just he could return to that what he was the MVP season before that almost MVP season before when I'm pretty sure he was the QB one. Yeah. I don't. I mean, he got hurt or whatever. But mm -hmm. yeah, I think those two you can keep an eye on to see how their ADPs fluctuate throughout the off season. And then we'll get into probably my favorite one uh, for the risers. Uh, three of them in one category. I put whoever becomes the wide receiver two for the Green Bay Packers. So obviously they have Devonta Adams. He's a clear-cut one, clear-cut top three fantasy receiver. But someone has to be the wide receiver two on that team. Like someone has to take six, seven targets away a game. Um, so obviously the potential of those guys is Geronimo Allison, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and Equinamius St. Brown. Um, all showed, all got hurt last year. All showed flash, flashes when each other were hurt. All were fantasy uh, pickups pick and plugs in your lineup, and they all did fine. Um, so I'm going to read through kind of how I came up with this. So Rodgers passed. I put established wide receiver two because none of those guys were established last year, so it was kind of hard to pull up numbers for them. But in 20, we'll start in 2014. Randall Cobb was the second wide receiver behind Jordy Nelson, and Cobb finished as wide receiver six overall in fantasy as Nelson finished as wide receiver two. In 2015, Cobb was the wide receiver 27, and I think it was like James Jones was wide receiver like 19. Yeah. And then in 2016, Adams was wide receiver 7, and Nelson was wide receiver 2. So obviously, an established, that's the key word. Someone has to establish that role, but the wide receiver 2 with Aaron Rodgers is very, very, very good in fantasy always. And that's just strictly because it's Aaron Rodgers, like he makes plays or whatever. But the problem is with this, as it comes, is who is that wide receiver two? So Geronimo Allison right now is a wide receiver 37 ADP, and 
Valdez, Scantling, and EQ are not even listed in the top wide receivers, uh, 59 wide receivers for ADP. So I think more when I bring this up is I in probably every single draft I have this year uh, and redraft, I think I'm going to take a chance on one of these guys just due to the fact that if they don't work out, okay, I'll just drop them or whatever. Like, But if you can get at wide receiver 37, the top at worst, the 27th wide receiver, and then, I mean, the chance of their wide receiver 7. Like, can you imagine that value and the point differential you'd be Because, I mean, wide receiver 37 is, like, around 14, maybe. And you could potentially be drafting the top 10 wide receiver. Um, so, I guess I'll ask you, what do you, who do you think emerges as that wide receiver 2 for this team? I feel like it's Geronimo Allison because um, he's had more success with Rodgers. I feel like... Rodgers trusts him a little bit more, but I can also see Scantling getting in there as wide receiver too because of he made big plays in big moments. Um, Rodgers was sometimes in a scrambling situation where he bailed him out a bit, so that's where you can see a little bit of trust going to him. As where Brown, I really haven't seen that much of a wide receiver two growth. He'll be probably wide receiver four or three for that team, but it's I think it's a race between Geronimo Allison where Allison's already ahead of Scantling. Yeah, I think EQ is kind of out of the picture for me as he's just kind of a big body receiver. I actually like Scantling the best um, in terms of he fits Rogers' play style, like you said, the scramble, and Scantling is a very, very adjustable receiver, if that makes sense. Like Kind of like you were saying, this whole scramble drill, he just kind of gets open. Geronimo is also very, very good, don't get me wrong. But I think I like Scantling, if I can get him in like the last or like second to last round, I'm just going to take a chance. Because if he hits, man, like, oh, God, like you're – League winner. I mean, like, it's it's going to be a perfect situation for you in your fantasy league. Um, so those are our risers. So now we're going to hop into our followers real quick. We don't have as many followers. Number one, Sonny Michelle. Obviously, if you follow me, you know that I am not hopping on the Sonny Michelle redraft hype train. Uh, Dynasty, not, I mean, like, redraft, I just have him super low. Dynasty, he's still up there, I think, in the running back two yeah. category. But, so, I have a video on my YouTube channel. Go check that out. It's my uh, who to avoid video. But, basically, all it comes down to is the addition of Damian Harris. For me, they spent good draft capital on him. Uh, third round? Fourth round? Fourth round. Yeah. So, but, I mean, that's capital, man. Like, running fourth round running backs are still... After kind of Kareem Hunt broke out, they've kind of started to become a thing with Kamara and Kareem Hunt. Uh, well, Montgomery even, now is going to have a good lineup role. Yeah, even James White came out of the fourth round. Yeah. You see how well he's doing for the Patriots right now. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how you kind of look. Because obviously Damian Harris hasn't taken a snap for the Patriots. But you can kind of look at that. Like They they spent a fourth-round draft capital, and they already spent a first-round draft capital on Sonny Michelle last year. And they already have uh, a, or should have been Super Bowl MVP in James White and, and Rex Burkett, who's yeah. good. Um, so as of right now, he's running back 20, which to me is just – well, it's obviously running back two. Uh, low end running back two, it's just not – no way. Like, I was telling him, like, he's going to have to – Put up a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, I was saying he's going to have to put up, like, 13 touchdowns just to stay fantasy relevant because, obviously, they're going to spread the ball out. They always do. Mm-hmm. They have four running backs who are going to get carries. And they have a bunch more receivers. Adam and Harry, DT, um, like, Maurice then... Harris, all their tight end. Like, and on top of it, they don't really score that many points anyways. Like they just kind of they just kind of shut teams down and just kind of take their time on offense and control the ball. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like they're. I don't know, like it's not like it's a running back committee like the Saints. Like even like Latavius Murray's gonna have good value this year and he's not even gonna be the starting running back. Mm-hmm. But 
Yeah, I just think, and then I, I think in that video I had a couple more stats. Like, there's never been a repeat thousand yard rusher for the Patriots, and Michelle did not have a thousand yards. I think he had like nine twenty, but he missed like four games. Yeah. So he would have had a thousand yards. But go check out that video. Uh, that's probably I think that's probably that one in my Matt Ryan video are probably going to be. I'm feeling pretty confident in those, and that one also highlights Tyler Lockett. Um, but yeah, so the next one is Jalen Samuels. Not really much to explain here. He was in line to maybe take some work behind Connor because they signed his old running back for his old coach, which was he was a running back in college. Um, he had a really good year last year when he played. James Connor had one good year or whatever. Like he really didn't show a whole lot. But then they put draft capital on Benny Snell round four again. Yeah. Um, Benny Snell kind of fits that category of a Steelers receiver. He's really, really workhorse, really good power runner. Um, I just think, I mean, I was maybe looking at Jalen Samuels like in the later rounds, but not anymore. Um, I think it's it's maybe Benny Snell in like dynasty leagues is about all. I think I took him in like one of my dynasty drafts. Um, but no more Jalen Samuels. I think he just is going to be no more uh, fantasy irrelevant. And to end this off, we have well. Eight, no, nine. Eight, nine players, but they're all going to... So, Redskins and Eagles backfields. Wow. Um, well, we'll start with the Redskins. So, obviously, they had guys last year. He got hurt. First, first, second round draft pick. They re-signed AP this year to, like, mm-hmm. a two-year deal. They still had Chris Thompson coming back. Geis is coming back. So, that's already three running backs. So, that kind of closed the door for me. And then on top of it, they drafted Bryce Love in the fourth in the fourth round draft capital, like always. Yep. I just think none of those guys, like I've just been guys, I've been having a hard time to rank. I've just been continuously dropping him down, just because I'd so much rather have. I don't know. Like I'm kind of thinking like I'd rather have Sony Michelle over guys. But even then, I don't even want Sony Michelle. So, <laughs> like I just think there's gonna be too much confusion. Who knows who's playing quarterback for that team? There really are no receivers that are gonna take over that role on the team. Um, I guess if you had to draft one, who would it be? If I had to draft one, I'm going to take Geis because AP's older, obviously. I feel like Thompson's older. I'm going to say they don't even sign Thompson back because of his contract year. So I feel like Geis definitely gets more carries than all of them coming back, but he's going to have to prove himself. And it doesn't really matter, I feel like, with the quarterback there, if it's Coy, Haskins, who I think mainly will be it, or... um, Keenum. Keenum, yep, Case Keenum. I yeah, mean, it's, it's, they're going to hand the ball off. It's a big crapshoot. I actually think I would take AP just because I think guys could get re-injured. Thompson always gets re-injured. Yeah. And then Bryce yeah. Love, we don't really know. Well, he it, is injured, or he yeah, was. Yeah, he, he gets injured quite a bit. I think AP, you could probably pick him up off the waiver or something and just toss him here and there if guys end up getting injured. Because he was actually good in fantasy last year when he played. Oh, definitely, Just yeah. because he was getting 20, 25 carries a game because the Redskins slow the game way down. Um, we'll hop into the Eagles running back committee committee uh, five running back committee before we end off the video obviously I think one or two of these guys is going to get cut but it's Miles Sanders who they drafted the second round capital on after trading for Jordan Howard while having Josh Adams kind of a breakout rookie last year and then Corey Clement Wendell Smallwood oh, I don't even know how to the run, I think it's going to be a Howard Sanders Adams backfield by the, t- the time the season starts yeah. But really the only one... Sanders has tremendous dynasty value in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, second rounder. So obviously they feel really good about him. Doug Peterson loves him. Yeah. He was kind of shadow, or undervalued because he's behind Saquon. 
So people always argued that he was like, you know, not really, didn't really have much opportunity, only one year film, blah, blah, blah. But he was a higher graded rookie or a higher graded uh, recruit than Saquon. So the dude knows how to play. Um, I just think, so you took Jordan Howard in our Dynasty League. I did. Um, was that more, like you were talking about how touchdown dependent or whatever, but I think that was probably more because he's gonna he's in his contract here. Obviously, maybe get on a different team or. Yeah, I um I kind of want him to get on a different team, and I feel like I definitely keep him. Um, but for the Eagles right now, I see more of a one-two punch with Sanders and Howard. Sanders getting down there, and I feel like oh Howard, you know, bigger guy. We're gonna put him in. We're gonna pound the ball in. And then as we're Adams, Clement, Smallwood, I feel like if they keep all these guys, I feel like. Smallwood becomes more of a special teams guy, and then Clement and Adams are gonna. Adams can get in there, but Clement's really gonna have to earn his reps for anything. Yeah, I think like I was saying, Sanders is probably the only dynasty guy I'm touching, because obviously you're gonna get him in rookie drafts, right? Now. Oh, I mean, unless you do startups or whatever. But yeah. I can only see Howard. Maybe, maybe he kind of reminds me of the whole Garrett Blunt, uh, except for the Patriots. Yeah, when the, for the Patriots, how he just kind of put in, like, 12 touchdowns. Yep, kind of put him in the goal line all the time. Yeah, so I think that's really the only way I can see him having value uh, this year. But that's all we got for the Riders and Fallers. Um, so basically how – I can kind of explain how – so on Friday, so then we're going to upload Saturday. It's going to be me, Jake, here, and Ryan working on a podcast or whatever, like something like this. Throughout the week, I have something coming out for the website and for my YouTube and podcast, obviously – that I'm really pumped about. That is going to be my individual videos and podcast all week. And then, yeah, we're going to do some mock drafts, live stream mock drafts. And our uh, listening listener league drafts will start here pretty soon. No, probably not pretty soon. Probably like a month or two. So we'll get all that information out. But thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.